matter. It's it's from an Instagram uh, that I follow called Uninspirational. Um, and it says, drinking game for tonight's presidential debate. Every time someone lies, take a shot. Then we will all be dead and it won't matter anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We are here recording during the presidential debate, mainly because we like our post-apocalyptic worlds in fiction, not in reality. <laughs> here we are. This is Lock and Key. Yep. That's I mean, good, that's a good... Was that your joke? That was it. That's a good one. If, uh, Thanks, man. If we were watching, I mean, it might be entertaining. You know, everyone's talking about drinking games for shit Trump says, shit Hillary says. <sighs> going to get I, drunk real quick. You are. I, I think after about five minutes, though, you just you start to get real sad. Like really sad. You realize really, really sad. Fuck, this is real. The, these people. <laughs> I can't believe that these people are going <laughs> to fucking possibly run our world. Felix's eyes are so <laughs> wide, listeners at home. No, it's like I want to hit them both in their hands with fucking wooden spoons for being so retarded. I'm going to hit your hands. God uh, damn. Yeah, that debate's way better to be read. With with bullet points and watched. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I totally. Do, I yeah. can't do it. So uh, we are here recording. Uh, we do not have Neo here this week. He had other things going on for this recording. So it is Mr. Felix Hergood. Hey, how you doing? We have Trip Zero. What's up, guys? And again, I'm Lock and Key. We're going to be going over just three quick news points. Again, as we've been saying week after week, uh, news has been very very light. Um, we're going to be going into um, a Destiny Rise of Iron, what we know, what we've played, what we've liked. Speaking of light. Yeah, because uh-huh. we've, we've had a chance to decompress yeah. uh, for, it came out two Tuesdays ago, right? No, last Tuesday. What the fuck? Is that me? <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> well, well, it ain't me. <laughs> <laughs> totally oh, God. You. Oh, God. Okay, totally do not fucking you. disturb, dude. Um, yeah, you got to hit it on the computer, too. Shit just blew up, dude. Now that we're past that, yeah, um, yeah so we're going to talk Rise of Iron. It's been out for a week. Uh, we'll we'll let you know what we think and all of that. So, um, you know, just be ready for the for the heavy Destiny discussion. Just just throwing if, that out there you, now, listeners. If you don't like it, We've turn done off this, now. Wait till next we week. We had numerous shows in the past where the first thing we said was, by the way, we're going to talk about Destiny, so... Stop listening now if you're not a fan. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. you don't. Maybe <laughs> but, hang out, learn something. Maybe pick up the game, play with us. Yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah we'll, we'll see what we hit into. But we do have three news points, so maybe you'll get about 15 minutes worth of news. What we have first... Braveheart. 1995. Braveheart. Braveheart. Still yes. have never seen it. Oh, uh, wow. You can borrow that. When, when I think it's on Netflix. I just yeah, you can do that it's too. A, it's a rather lengthy film, it's isn't it? It's very long. Yeah, which I watched uh, three times uh, that year. That was 1995. Is it, is it worth me watching now? Well, no. Well, yeah, but no. It's a good movie. It's but worth me watching for the sake of saying that I've watched it. I just don't know how much you know about real Scottish history. Oh, um, very little. Okay. He, he, the whole movie is fiction, but I don't think it would ruin, ruin it for you. Like, it's not real. Right. Like, Scottish people will tell you the whole fucking thing is a fantasy of Mel Gibson. Sure. So I, that's cool. I had no problem watching it, and I know nothing about definitely, Scottish history. It definitely Disclaimer. introduces you to the skill of him as a director, okay? Um, which should be relevant for the movie that he just came out with, um, 
uh, Hacksaw Ridge. So not not familiar, but it's okay. Um, I mean, did you see Apocalypta or I saw Apocalypta? See yeah. Passion of Christ. I did see Passion of Christ. Did you like those movies? Not really. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, Passion of Christ, a little too heavy on the Christ. Well, it's you know? Passion it, of Christ. That movie, was, it was fucking brutal. I love that yeah. fucking movie. I, I think that's a good movie, but like, I, and I'm not really a godly dude or anything, but uh, I, I, I like that movie. It's a good mother-son story. All right, so... Um, anyway, anyway, the point is... is gaming news. I, I did, yeah, I, <laughs> I did want to say one thing. Uh, I went to Braveheart um, seven times in the theater. What I had, I had access to theater, theater tickets. A good friend of mine, growing up, Frank. I'm throwing it out there if you're listening. But um, three of the times, the first three times, I was dating this girl, and I'd only been dating her for a short amount of time. Was she really into Scottish history? No, you no. wanted to get it in. You wanted to get it on in the back. Every back single row. time we went to the movie, we didn't watch it. We just made out in Braveheart. That's because it was so long <laughs> for the whole movie. Yeah. Like it's crazy. And then, right, and this I'm is talk- our fifth time here. We know battle scenes about to just, start. Just, get just at it. kissing. That's it. Nothing else. I don't care. I'm just what? saying. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it officially until the fourth time through, and I loved it. I thought it was great. So I saw it three more times. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I that's that was that. the movie that year. It was a good movie. Yeah. So um, our first. Uh, news point is actually hitting home a little bit for where we're recording. Right in our backyard. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers have purchased two esports teams, which is what do, what wild. Impl- what, are, what are these implications for the Philadelphia um, market for gaming? Um, I don't. We we would need to know what the 76ers are, are are going to do with this. But what this means to me is this is another evolution of legitimizing. Esports as a actual sport. Yeah, I think legitimizing is the biggest thing about it. Other franchises may see that and say, "Oh, that could be something cool to invest in." You know, at the very least, it's a return on their investment because it's only blowing up. Yeah, I mean, they clearly need it. Like the Seventy Sixers is is like they're like utter garbage. <laughs> like, oh, they we need, oh, we need oh, something yeah. sports related to do that will have wins in. They're probably fucking hemorrhaging money. And they need to like diversify their fucking <laughs> they, funds. They went uh, ten and seventy-two last season. As oh, in wow. ten wins, ten wins. Do you know who else gets ten wins? How many little league players? <laughs> yeah, right. Like that. It, it's fucking bad when they're giving them little league players. Some of them. Yeah. yeah. No, but it's this a farm is, this system. Is, you got to start early. Yeah, you know? right. This is huge, though. It really, it really is. Um, I'm, I'm really blown away by this piece of news because one, it's, it's Philadelphia, which means that we can see a breakout here locally. Mm-hmm. Um, it's maybe, the first, first major team to yeah. do this. Yeah, and I can't believe it was the 76ers. Yeah, but what this is going to mean is, that I think there's going to be a lot of people following suit with this, and I can't believe that it's taken this long, considering we've talked in great detail about the one, how much money is in the gaming industry, how much money is in the competitive gaming industry and how many viewers they get. Um, it only makes sense that someone that has the reach of a professional sports team to purchase an esports team. Think about the way that you in your brain categorize sports teams w- with their major cities. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's going to go a long way legitimizing to uh, sports. If you can think like, okay, that's New York's esports team. This is like Tampa Bay, you know. This is like L.A. L.A. is going up against mm-hmm. uh, Arizona, you know. It's like kind of really cool. Yeah, they dipped um, back in oh eight, oh nine, maybe, maybe from like 
08 to 2010, during the peak of, of Halo 2 and Halo 3, they actually did at the national championship each year an all-star game where it was uh, East Coast versus West Coast players. Oh, cool. And that was just based off of where they were living. But they did like an all-star game kind of like it is now yeah. with um, you know the National League and the American League or whatever it may be. Um, but that would be really cool to say New York has whatever, envious, and you know Philadelphia has X. So that's it's, it's a have, good step in the right direction. You'll have pros. You'll have probably like minor league type organizations, farm systems. I mean, sports teams know how to do sports teams. Yeah. So if they own esports teams, it's something they're familiar with. It's a different game, but the marketing but it shouldn't matter. The marketing you know? and and all of the um, merchandising that all, all uh, absolutely that, that all comes just, with it. Yeah, it's really cool. Philadelphia, home to esports teams and the greatest fictional boxer to ever live. We are revolutionary here. Yeah. I mean, we foresee things before we were happening. revolutionary in the beginning of this goddamn country, <laughs> and again in 2016 with esports. So take that, take that, Trump. Everybody, take that, Hil- Hil- Hillary. <laughs> that should be the first question tonight. I don't. Even what are you going to do to legitimize esports? Hey, uh, I hope in your you, presidency. So I'm going to buy it I, all. Can I make a serious point here? <laughs> buy it all. Be the greatest team ever. I, just fabulous, fantastic team. Fantastic. It's great. They play great. They they kill great. They're great. Two facts. Great guys. Two facts. <laughs> Good I friends just of mine. Say, They're just the best. Despite, the greatest. despite the fact that Hillary Hillary played um fucking at Game Boy on fucking camera back when the fucking Game Boys came out. Despite that fact, she fought hard to push to create for them to come up with something similar uh what resulted in the ES, ESRB. So I think that's but, okay. That's okay. I'm not I'm not upset but like publicly she denounced video games heavy in, in terms of their effect violent effect on children. I mean that was a big political tide was a, to ride back then. Big, yeah, I mean know? that wasn't thing. I I doubt she'd be on that bandwagon now. She isn't. She hasn't been publicly stating, but recently Mr. Donald Trump oh, has right. publicly stated in tweets, crazy tweets that video games cause violence and they should all be banned. Sure, so, because Okay, so he's here, an idiot. I don't. I really. I don't want to. I don't want to get in this hole. But he got killed by a kid in, in Destiny playing a, a playing some <laughs> Crucible. So he's like, "Fuck him! Just burn the games. Don't go play the game." Only, only because I see they're losers. They're losers. <laughs> only they're because losers. I watched um, last last week tonight before I came over. Politico did a for so far with the election that when Trump opens his mouth. 53% of the time it's blatant lies. <laughs> 53% meaning every time he opens his mouth it's a flip of a coin whether or not he's telling the truth. Wow. Hillary Clinton 13% of the time she's blatantly lying. Now that's blatantly lying versus conniving and all of this but you, 53% you, of the time he's fucking lying. So that's a credible source. But not to Politico? Him. Not yeah. to his I, I brain. I don't know anything about him. Yeah, Politico, uh, absolutely. It's okay. a, it's a it's an independent um, website. Crazy. Oh, Anywho, yeah. 76ers buying an esports team. Crazy. So they bought two esports teams, correct me if I'm wrong, Trip, yep. and they're merging them into one team name. Yeah, it's it's uh, Dignitas and Apex. I don't know if I'm pronouncing them right, but those are you the two are. teams. Uh, they're, Apex is going to get folded into Dignitas. And I'm trying to remember 
because I've watched a lot of different esports leagues, what Dignitas was popular for. Um, I mean, they probably have multiple uh, games that they play for, but I'm trying to think they're they're popular for one. It has to be like CSGO or something like that. Um, League of Legends, uh, maybe? Dignitas was uh, 2004 they were founded, and they're being called in the article that I found, they're being called an esports powerhouse. Uh, they don't go into detail. Apex, however, is a League of Legends team. Yeah. So maybe maybe Dignitas didn't have that in their uh, library. Here we go. Dignitas, CSGO, Overwatch, Heroes of the Storm, and Smite. And so now, now we have um, also League of League Legends. Of Legends. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's crazy. Honestly, it's... it's oh, <laughs> Scott O'Neill, meanwhile, CEO of the Sixers, publicly stated, I haven't played a video game since Pong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what these dead kids are doing. That's Philadelphia. Immediately tell us something positive and then take a big fucking shit and put it right in our hand. Hold on, hold on, wait. But you don't have to play the game to play the game, if you know what I mean. Oh, wow. We were smart enough to know what we didn't know, he told ESPN. What they did know was that tens of millions of people, young people with disposable income, were regularly watching esports, paying for tickets, buying merchandise, and so on. I'm telling you, they're fucking hemorrhaging money and they need to fucking <laughs> diversify their funds. But on the same on that on the opposite side of that coin, it's doing a lot for esports. It really is. Um, you don't have to play the game to play the game. If you, if know, you know what, what I, I mean. mean. You gotta get the game and play the game and know what I mean with the game. That's a great quote, actually. I really like that. The game that's awesome. 50, fifty times. Yeah. Unreal. <laughs> So let's move on to our second news piece. We have the Steam Store is getting a complete overhaul. Mm-hmm. Now, is this like the first time this has ever happened? Probably not, but... Like just the UI? I would yeah, so. there's some other features and stuff. I mean, it's it's the first time it might be changed since since <coughs> I've been using Steam actively. And I'm not at all a heavy Steam user, but I do have a, a pretty you know decent-sized library of stuff. Yeah, I like how they do it. It's um, It was easy to use when I first got in there and started downloading some shit. Yeah. This apparently was from a post. The app, the app works really well, too. I haven't actually used the app. Like oh, really? I've no. only used the app. Really? Mm-hmm. The, app wow. works, the app The app is essentially the website just in right. a non-web browser-based yeah. thing. I got to yeah. check that out. I'm yeah, I, I enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this information was in a post uh, to the developers on Steam. Uh, and it was a private post, just kind of giving them a heads up. Hey, by the way, get ready for a virtual refresh of the store. You know, we're going to change around some things about the homepage, some resized images. We're going to get rid of some clutter, uh, new like popular among friends category now. So you can see what your actual friends list is buying and playing and downloading. One of the more interesting things was uh, more Steam curator options. Because apparently you have Steam curators that can really like provide feedback and influence Mm -hmm. uh, about a certain game. But apparently it was being used either to downvote a game or maybe to load up a game with purely informational posts that will then push it to the front page okay. while they don't necessarily recommend someone new playing it. They're just mm. giving current players information. Okay. So now they're giving you a way to categorize your posts if you're an influencer. Saying, like, this is informational or this one is, like, uh, like a, a, a for-the-game post, you know, like an advertisement or, like, they're against it. You know, categorizing that a little bit more. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, they have such a huge player base. Like everyone gaming uses Steam on a PC. It, it's the standard for PC, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're they're in a very unique position 
because besides Blizzard, that's where people would buy their games. You know, mm-hmm. like Microsoft is now trying to get in with the Windows 10 store, making things backwards compatible. And I think they'll put a small dent in it, but Steam needs to continue to innovate, continue to change their experience because if they, if they, if they fall on that, someone will swoop under under them and right now they've been monopolizing pc gaming for probably you know 20 years yeah um and we're now at a time they've been around that long 96 96 huh Uh, i think it was november of 96 is when steam launched that's fucking wild i didn't even own a computer then yeah that's probably right around the last time i had a gaming pc the internet came out two years before that right i mean no no it was invented like years before that and then but it the rough estimate date, like when people really started recognizing... 96 was AOL. No, but when I remember everyone talking about the internet, it was 1994 for me. Okay. Like you you saw like the Today Show finally do a fucking thing where they were talking about the internet. Like sure. Confused, hey, check confused, out this internet. Confused on what it was. No, there's literally uh, uh, Bryant Gumbel yeah. and fucking that uh, woman that he always sits with, whatever, Katie Couric. Brian Gumble and Katie Couric are in a clip that you can watch on the internet where they have no idea what the internet is. You can and, find this on the and internet. She now. goes, he goes, what's the internet? Anyone can, and, and they end up talking to like, oh my God. Yeah, I'm not, done. <laughs> then we will all be dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Locke just showed me uh, something that says, uh, take a shot tonight. Uh, every time somebody lies in the, the, the presidential debate, uh, by the end, we will all be dead. Yeah. And it won't matter. It's, it's from an Instagram uh, that I follow called uninspirational. Um, and it says drinking game for tonight's presidential debate. Every time someone lies, take a shot. Then we will all be dead and it won't matter anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I saying? Uh, it's Katie Keurig. Person's yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're literally sitting on the today show and Brian Gumble goes, what's the internet? Anyone know what this is? <laughs> and uh, and then he like basically he like they talk to somebody off camera, some person, whatever. And he's like, Tracy, can somebody help me understand what this is? And he's just basically like, what's that? What's that at thing? You know, yeah. it looks like an A. You know, <laughs> like like it's very confused. Yeah, he's totally confused. Yeah, but I mean, think thing. about that though. Yeah, like that is something that most people even today don't conceptually understand. No, I know. Right, it's, it's hard. It, I yeah. mean, conceptually, the it's idea a part of the a inter- language, yeah, right. The internet is just a thing that exists, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's like they don't understand really how it all works. No, so t- think about it when it was out, like it just came out, and they're trying to explain the internet, and you're putting a fucking news anchor that reads off of a teleprompter <laughs> to explain the internet. How yeah. do I get the internet? <laughs> how do I have it? Yeah, like what? Like, what is he, the internet? Yeah, he says, Can I have has, the internet? He, has, <laughs> he says something like, "Like, what does she have to, like, put that to at me? Like, what is that about? <laughs> it's so funny. You can't talk to me unless you at me. Yeah, yeah. But I'm glad to see that Valve is continuing to work on, on Steam. That's yeah. really cool. So Honestly, hopefully it goes well. Yeah, the last couple times I've been in there, it's been a little bit kind of fucked trying to navigate the store. It's not intuitive, really. It is not intuitive. No, you're better off searching for what you want and then buying yeah. it instead of which, browsing. Which sucks because like a lot of that the the green light games, yeah, like yeah. some of them are really really good. Like I saw a game called Echo. Okay, have you guys heard about this one? Mm-mm. It's a uh, it's a a game that just got greenlit. It's uh like a science fiction game. You are uh, you're this player. 
who is investigating what I assume is like a ship, right? But the inside of the ship looks like this old Victorian mansion, like huge, sprawling, beautiful looking. But it's full of these AI creatures that are spawned to attack you, right? Like something in this doesn't want you to get to the mystery and uncover it. And it sends copies of you at you in this mansion. Oh. Based on how you play, that's how they'll attack you. Wow. So if you are super violent and you're running gun, they're going to be shooting back at you. If you're sneaky and stealthy, they'll be sneaky and stealthy to you. The mansion will reboot itself and all the lights will go out and it'll go dark. While it's rebooting for like those five minutes, it won't know what you're doing. But that next update will have the moves you did during the previous section that was lit. Wow. So it sees what you do, updates the AI in like a like an in-game way. That sounds really cool. Yeah. That sounds great. And you go again. Is that just on Steam? That's I don't know if it's going to come out for consoles or anything, but it was greenlit for release. Could be on, on game PC. preview eventually. Yeah, I, I want to I get that on the but console. Like, I only found that because of a website like pointing me in that direction. It's hard to like try to and scan through that. green light. I was trying because I'm like, what other gems are out there? And it wasn't an intuitive experience. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, there's also a lot of well. shit. Like pure, yeah, well, yeah, pure I mean, shit. There is. It's garbage. Tons of garbage. I've, I've, I've jumped through it, and, you know, when I was looking for other games and then stumbled upon shit. And I was just like, really? This is a game? They allowed this? Yeah. <laughs> That's the other thing that they could probably do is tighten their grip a little bit. Um, the last piece of news that we have is um, centered around Star Citizen, your favorite game that's never going to be a game. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like Star Citizen has come up with a new innovation in first-person technology. Yeah. So, Trip, do you want to you want to hit us on I'll, this because you know it in more I'll, detail? I'll try to summarize it a little bit because uh, we could be here all night. But uh, essentially, when when you're running around in first person, you're not running around as a full character model, right? You're just like this camera. And then arms that pop into the view to make it seem like it's really a person, you know? You can look down and see, like, areas of your body and stuff that are rendered, but just to make it easier, you're just a camera. You're a floating oh, to, camera. To our, um, to our later discussion, that, that kind of lends a, maybe Destiny was a little harder to make because you do jump out into a third-person view. Right, and that's specifically done in a different way. We won't get into that We don't right have now. to get into that, no. But... They want this game to be like this persistent living real universe on a scale that nothing has ever seen before, right? That's why it's never going to fucking come out. <laughs> so they figured out a way to have a camera inside of a character's body and have it still be visible by other players. Now, I don't know why they did this, because in a game like Destiny, you can run around like the tower and, and see people. But they're in third person, too. But no, but you're in a, when you're in a patrol, you see other characters. You do. I don't know. Wait, wait what? They did this thing. They reinvented a way to have a first-person camera in a character. Okay. Right. <laughs> no, there was an entire, like, they put out a post about this, like a 20-minute video. So that there's a husk. Like there's, a- like, some kind of a shell that this camera lives in that's actually your player, your player character. Okay. I guess, theoretically, it's easier to pop a camera out of that and look at what you're doing in a third-person What kind person of functionality could this, this give you? No, 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 you would experience nothing else. But no, I guess no, the uh, yours would still look like a first person game. But but I, I can only presume like exactly what I was talking about, like the way Destiny is developing their game and tricking the system into thinking, you know, you might be moving from from one mode to another and you don't see the transition in Destiny. They're, they're trying to create a level of realism that one could argue is not needed. 
in games. Right. You know? Okay. And that's really it. Like, that's it's not a huge so major what, story. So when it's I hit another... the button that goes to third person, I basically am hitting something that, that isn't an illusion. Yes. Okay. So maybe that's cool if you're, like, an animator or someone who's really into game development, and maybe it'll work better for future things. I've been pretty cool. Um, I've been pretty cool with the illusion. But I mean. yeah, but the, as the argument is like they're reinventing the wheel to do this. Do they need to do this? This is one more thing that they're adding on to their plate for this overdeveloped, overworked game. Right. Like fucking like give me give me the game eight months sooner instead of developing a new first person yeah. fucking camera. <laughs> yeah. They were really proud of it. They were explaining how if you if you put a camera on top of a character's head and you walk, the camera rocks all over the place, you know, it's like unbalanced. And this is one shake. of those space games that you like. One of those space games, yeah. Where you're yeah. flying in the spaceship, one of those things. Yeah. Then they're saying that you, you know, you run around and the camera's all fucked up, so they they made this like gyroscope camera. So it works like a bird's body, how it just kind of floats and its head can move in any direction. And I'm I'm watching this and I'm like, fucking why? Can I play your game? No. I can't because you're making new bird cameras for us to run around with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just, I don't know. And <laughs> so fucking zooey. It, it's, it's pretty zooey. That's a good word. I mean, it's crazy because this game <laughs> has raised $77 million through crowdfunding. $77 million. And we don't have a game that's playable. We have modules. You can hop in and play like a dogfighting section when you're flying a ship around in space. You can run around a city for a little bit, just like a little section. But there's no game. There's no full, complete idea. Wow. There are just ideas. Well, it took, it took them $70 million to make the camera. That's so, where, it, was, so where now, it went. So now there's only $7 million left. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, but, hey, listen. People are... We're at a we're at a place right now in video game development that someone is trying to make the next big thing. Like and I don't mean I don't mean like the next good game, the next good story, the next good mechanics. Someone is trying to make the next big evolution in gaming. The next experience. Right. And I think that's what Star Citizen is trying to do. Um I just don't know if they're doing trying to do it too soon, if they're trying to do too much, if they're focusing their energies on the wrong things. Um, I appreciate that they're trying to evolve gaming to what we know. Like if you think about the whole PlayStation One era from going from, you know, a two D space to a three D space, like there were huge fucking growing pains. Like going back and playing like siphon filter fucking oh, wow. FPS game, right? Looked like utter garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, to what we got on PlayStation. like That was a whole evolution of a gaming console that went through a whole bunch of struggles. And we were like, wow, like 3D. But I, I don't, you know, we're yeah, at I, it. We're, I remember that. I remember when 3D came out, we went fucking... I, ape like shit. The, the first time I fucking played, was what was the first Mario that had it? Super Mario World? Super Mario 64. Yeah, Super Mario 64 then. Yeah. First time I played that, and it was three-dimensional, I went, what the fuck is this? Sure. This is so cool. Yeah. Huge, yeah. huge, but now you can look right? up. I remember telling my sister when I was playing it in like a Walmart. I was like, yeah. "Look, you can look up." Right, and she was like, "I don't care." Yeah, <laughs> but like, think about that though, really quickly before before we talk nothing but Destiny. You, we went from a time like there, going from two D side scroller to a three D world, revolutionary, but not that big of a jump. We're now at, I want to be looking at something that I can't tell the difference if it's real or fake. That's hard to do. 
right? So the next jump in evolution with virtual reality and making everything look as real as possible is much harder to obtain than going from a 2D space to a 3D space. If that's really the goal, because I think what... Is it not, though? Uh, it's it's a goal, but I think the way the photorealism path to it, like you're you going out there and trying to essentially draw this is is kind of like trying to get to the 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 end of the line the long way you know what i mean like i think there might be some secret um some secret not as of yet not developed thing that's going to make the experience just get closer to that without you know and we just haven't developed it yet sure or figured it out I think I my money is on augmented reality, not necessarily VR. I, I would agree. AR, like doing something where you're interacting with your own world, um, you know, like the game interacts with your own world, not necessarily like AR, like fucking stupid game where people walk around with the what's that called Pokemon. Not like that. Like you have to leave the house and walk around and stuff. But no, like, no, you're you're talking about in your social in your space. Yeah. Having things around you that are that are virtual and digital, yeah, like a minority report, yeah, like that type of thing, yeah, yeah that I, would only really take off if you had a way to make it appear without having to wear something. True. Like right now, you have to wear a helmet like the Hololens with Microsoft, right, to see it. But there was a way to put like Project projectors it. in the room, like four of them, to create an image all together that mm-hmm. was three dimensional. Sure. Or put something on a wall well, or something I, like I that. That would be. I, I do think there's going to have to be some, I, I do think there's going to have to be some haptic wearable tech, something where you can feel. Well, if you wanted to go that deep, to you could, anything, right? But yeah. what if you just wanted to like see the weather and the news on the wall while you like made your eggs? You know, like yeah. that's but that's I, I, really ta- where it's. I'm at. talking about in gaming, but yeah, that's for for lifestyle improvements. Yeah. I think that's five ten years well, off. I, I mean, I think the the reason why we're t- why. You draw towards augmented reality, and I think the majority of people do, is because the the virtual reality and the ability to um, take a look at a game and you can't trying to tell the difference between reality and and not reality is we're too trained on what real is and what real isn't, you know, as humans. So the the the, the Turing test of trying to figure out if it's a machine or if it's a person, it's much harder to blur that line than than game developers are capable of doing. Uh, speaking of, we, we, were just talk, we were just talking about this, and I couldn't remember, and I think he was kind of unsure, but Harrison Ford, at the end of that, it's ambiguous, at the end of Blade Runner, sorry, I didn't say what it was I was talking about. Yeah, Blade Runner, he is suspected to be an android at the end of that? Um, Trip seemed to a, think... A replicant. Yeah, I, a think, replicant. Yeah. I think he is... Yeah, it's implied at yeah. least in one of the cuts, and another one it's not. Yeah, I've only I've only ever seen theatrical cut, okay. but um, I couldn't remember because it's been so many years since I've seen it. Have you guys seen um, Ex Machina? Yes, uh, I, I have. Love that I movie. Love it. Such a good fucking it's a great movie. I've only movie. I've only seen it once. I haven't watched it a second time because it's kind of like one of those reveals where it's like that's good yeah. to go back like a few years later and it watch is. it again. I watched but... it on the flight to E3. I, rent, oh, nice. I bought it for that trip because I really wanted to watch it. And I just watched it with my girlfriend. I bought a, and I bought... she was like like in it the whole time. Yeah. It was cool to watch that, but also watch it again knowing what I knew. Mm-hmm. Like It was a very cool experience. I bought yeah. a dual pack on um, fucking Amazon for Ex Machina and Her. Oh, Her is really they, good they, too. I haven't seen that one. They go together. They're such yeah. a fucking Her, You should movie. watch Her. It's not as um, 
it's not a thriller. Well, they're probably different sides like, of the AR conversation. They are. They are. Yeah. Um, well, so let's hit Destiny. Before we jump in super quick, I know yeah, we were mentioning it. like coming from 2D to 3D. And today is actually, today as in the 26th of September, the 20th anniversary of Nintendo 64 in America. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Cool That's little, huge. Uh, That's a good little one. Note. Nice little factoid yeah. there. All right. Like I remember getting one. Yeah. Scary. Mm-hmm. And then 64. And not turning it off. I don't remember if I ever. I don't ever. I was co- playing the always shit out on. of Rogue Squadron, dude. I was that playing Rogue game. Squadron. I was playing Bomber. That Bomberman. competed. Mm-hmm. N64 competed in the market with Sony PlayStation. It right? did. And it competed real well. Yeah. Um, I, um, I, I remember I, I would that the Sony PlayStation with that. I bought my first TV. So I was really hype for the PlayStation. Oh sure, um, I wanted that digital video disc, baby, mm-hmm. and Discs. I wa- uh, or digital versatile disc is what they ended up changing it to. What um, for DVD? Yeah, originally it was digital video disc, and then when it expanded its features to include information, they called it. They started calling it a digital no. vers- versatile disc. You can look it up. Did they really? I could be wrong. I just remember that. I don't know. Look it up. I'll Sounds, fact check. It could be wrong. Fact check that shit. Man, I don't want to be like Trump. Fuck. <laughs> 50% of what Felix says is a lie. Everybody out there drink. Um, you uh, Do you like digital video discs? How about digital versatile discs? They do even <laughs> more. You are a loser because you don't like them. You ready for this? They do more. <laughs> uh, DVD or digital versatile disc or digital video disc oh. is a digital optical but it, disc because it moved format. from you learn something it every moved day from it to it you know it's like when sure. it was just supposed to do video then they added more information you know the information age kicked in um I'm, try, I'm trying to see when it happened. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. I just blew it all out. I don't even know what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, you do a I lot saying? of just blowing what was it all I fucking out, saying? I think. You're, I don't know. You were talking about DVDs. You were excited to have a DVD because you bought a TV and a PlayStation. Oh and no, no. I was I was really excited. You were fucking no. I was, else. I was really excited about the PlayStation because uh, I saw how how cool it was um, to have like. Uh, see, I wanted to play Resident Evil. Yeah, and I, I saw how cool it was that you could have like real movies built into your yeah fucking, sure uh, your your game because of that technology. Right, because they they started doing that back then. I, I can't remember what that was called. That had a name. FMV, full motion video. Yep, exactly. So I loved full motion video. And Nintendo, I, I eventually bought one. But initially I didn't because I was like, oh, and, you know, it's 3D, but it's more of the same thing. It's what I had already seen, like the cartoons and things like that. Um, not to say I didn't inevitably, inevitably buy one, you know, had the whole golden eye experience and sure. all that shit. but. But for me, it was definitely a rush to buy the PlayStation first. Definitely. Oh, I'm glad you tied it into the 64 because I was going to say, well, I love how we talked about the 20th anniversary of N64 and you go with a, uh, PlayStation. a PlayStation antidote. Well, I have yeah. a question for you, though. How old were you when you got the PlayStation? Uh, what was the year? 96. Oh, eh, well, around there. I think PlayStation might have been 95, 4 or 5, something yeah. like that. I definitely bought PlayStation really early on because I paid a lot of fucking money for it, whatever yeah. the like the crazy price was when it first came out. So I would say I I, I probably was seventeen or sixteen. Because yeah, because that's what I'm I'm trying to get at is they were they were marketing to two different types of people at that time. Like I didn't get a PlayStation right away because I was much younger than that. 
right? I yeah. I had to have been. I mean, we were like eight. Yeah. I was probably like yeah. nine or ten. Let's just say yeah. for for the sake of for, for the sake of argument. So like the cartoony shit is like what made me want an N64. Oh yeah, of course. Um, yeah. So I think in that time they were playing for gaming for adults and like this new high techy shit. And then there was everyone that had a Super Nintendo come get an N64. Yeah, because you would have had first generation console players, mm-hmm. people who bought the original Atari, who, who were in their teens at that time, who now, when the Sony PlayStation were coming out, were maybe in their mid-20s to their 30s, and they were still playing games. Yeah. And they wanted to kind of keep them, and that's what Sony went in to grab for. And that's why you had adult titles like Twisted Fucking Metal. Twisted yeah. Metal. Twisted Metal and Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, fucking OG Resident Evil. It's good. Yeah. It fucking that, freaked me out. That dude. remake is still one of the scariest shit. games, dude. The one they put out for the GameCube and now they're re releasing. Oh, yeah. Or the one that's out for the Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucked yeah. up, dude. Um, my just just for your your you know you've already watched the presidential debate but i do want to say my fiance just texted me and said trump is losing his shit he can't stay calm he's just talking in circles and doesn't answer any questions that are asked of him i, <laughs> I really kind of want to go back and watch it <laughs> um so let's hit destiny we have destiny. um you know like 25 minutes to talk about destiny maybe a little bit longer if we the get going rise but of iron. so rise of iron came out one week ago the rise um, of iron is no longer coming. It came. It came, it came and it's it's done. It's <laughs> the iron has up. risen. <laughs> um, so we've had the, the update. iron is tired. <laughs> the tired iron. It's worn out. <laughs> um, so I, I'm curious on um, your guys' thoughts. Um, I know we've talked about it briefly. Um, so what, what do you? What are your overall high level? What do we think about the DLC? I already before told him details? before the show started, and you thought you thought that my assessment was pretty good. Well, let's yeah, let, let's unpack that a little bit. I mean, I'll I'll say you, what it is, and then you help me unpack it. Okay, okay. So it was. Wait, I'm, let me see. You, if I you've can got remember. more. You've got a more involved thing. Let me just throw out a couple things. You gather your thoughts. Well, no, I got it. You got it. I remember. I said I was satisfied. Yes. But I was not impressed. That's what That's I said. That's a good, succinct way. I was satisfied it. by the content, but not impressed. Mm, I would disagree with that. Well, I can't disagree with your opinion, but that's not how I feel about the DLC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I When I was playing through... Counter! I, I was excited, of course. New missions, new story content, right? Um, as I got through the story, I went, mm, you know what? The Taken King really had a better story. I felt more engaged in that story. Mm-hmm. And I think they really, really wrote better characters and motivation and plot in Taken King. But this is kind of cool. Um, I love the new public areas and zones and things like that. Um, but I'm not blown away. It it feels like like I'm playing the game and I enjoy playing the game. And I'm still excited about what to do. But it's like... Okay, here's your next assignment. You got to get to this light level. You got to finish this mission. You got to fill this book. These are just the the things to do when you get home. You know, like it wasn't as exciting after I got through everything as I originally felt a year ago with that expansion. So I would say, story wise, um, strictly talking about plot and things like that, Taken King was definitely better. 
hands down. Way fucking better. Way better. So here's here's there's a few reasons why I think that's true. Um, one, it was the first time that we actually got a good story, right? So we went from mm-hmm. a bunch of other DLC where the story wasn't great. So to someone coming in from it, I would be curious on their opinion playing through everything and once and seeing what their favorite part is. Yeah, because right. for us, Taken King, was we were blown back by what they fixed. The other thing that they did in Taken King is they made some of the characters that we were so familiar with, some of the NPCs, and they made them into cutscenes and made them into actual characters. All they did with this one was make Lord Saladin a character, right? Like there was nobody else. Like you weren't getting um, the Vanguard. What's the? I, I'm going to blank on all these Cade. names, but like you didn't have Cade. Cade you didn't and have, Zavala. Yeah, you didn't have any of those interacting. Well, you, you, had, you had Shiro, but, but Shiro, he wasn't. He wasn't. He, he was not a cutscene, right? He's he's a new NPC, and the, but you didn't interact with him. What was he's a, a poor man? Poor man's Yohar or Yoler, the girl that dies. Who locks herself in? Oh, that's um, Yolder. Yolder. Yeah, like you don't even you no, don't get to know her. That's well, a no, we, well, it's because she was a flashback. You, she's you, dead. You had her. You had her. Uh, spoilers gun. as well for yeah. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think there was a few things they didn't have as many cutscenes, right? Like the the Taken King was full of cutscenes, right? Like a lot of it and a lot of interaction and yeah. a lot of mm-hmm. comedy. So I think story content wise, Taken King was much stronger than Rise of Iron. Um, I would say everything after that, significantly better. Um, raid, significantly better. Um, the way that they're handling gear, some of the things that they're bringing back from year one, um, the way that they're handling drops now, the way that they're handling um, public events now, like all of that is significantly better than it was after Taken King. And I feel like there's more to do now post Rise of Iron than there was post Taken King. Because if you really think about it, after Taken King's story, you had the raid. And that was it. There was right, no in-between, yeah. right? Um, well, unless you played all the the side stories. But yeah, I was quick to get to end. After I did uh, the quick PvE and Taken King, I ended up... It was pretty much Crucible. All it was the all time. Crucible, right. Yeah. And, I, and I think um, this is... Which is weird... Maybe it'll change at the end of the month when we get Iron Banner and Trials of Osiris, but this is very opposite. Like, this is more PvE heavy than it is PvP heavy. And that's weird because it's an Iron Banner story. That's a good point. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it should be focusing more on PvP. But, um, you know, I'm I'm happy. I, I would say that I'm satisfied. I don't know. I wouldn't say. I never expected to be blown away. Like they, there needs to be a new game for me to be blown away. So like you're saying you, you kind of agree with me. I do. And I don't. Yeah. I think, I think my expectations were high mainly because I wanted new stuff. I wanted new content, but I didn't expect to have my, my hair blown back because we're just getting, it's a piece of DLC. It's not a new game. Like I'm right. not, it's not going to reinvent itself. Yeah. Now. So the, yeah. What, what, but so one article I read, and this was maybe it was the Forbes guy. The Forbes guy's great. I don't know if you guys read his articles, but the guy who writes for Forbes about Destiny loves the fucking game. He's like us. Is it just one calling. guy? Yeah, the same guy who writes for Forbes. But he made the point, and I thought this was pretty good. He's like, um, both for the the story, or maybe this was um, our, one of our guys over at GSM who said this. But yes, you know what? It wasn't the Forbes guy. It was it was. Um, I can't remember. Oh, I'm going to blank on his name. I'm going to remember eventually. 
But one of the guys from GSM, I was playing games with him, and he stated, is his name Mike? I can't remember. It's okay. You, anyway, <laughs> sorry. I'm going to figure out your name. Um, but I, w- I only know him by his gamer tab. But my point is, is um, uh, he was saying that it may- would make more sense story-wise for this story to actually be uh, in terms of like the arc before Taken King's story because the villain that was in Taken King was so much bigger, so much more threatening to the whole world that, of the Taken King. That's why I feel that way about the story. And it's not just the size and the scope of the enemy. Like the Siva, Though it helps. The, the Siva it, uprising seems like something very small in comparison to what was about to happen with the Taken King. Yeah. And so in, in terms the, of their, their arc. And in addition... The events of the Taken King were explicitly started by you killing Oryx's son. Yeah. There was a definite anchor in what you've done and what you've played through in the game that had that reaction. So I immediately felt more invested. Oh, I caused this. Now shit's really hit the fan. We got to address this situation. Sure. And the, the Siva thing was like, hey, uh, I'm living on this mountain. There's some shit going down. Can you come and... Uh, kill it. You got nothing else going on. I see yeah. you just playing Crucible and not doing anything else. Can you come over <laughs> yeah. and hang out? Yeah, right. Like, it would have been immediately better if maybe the story started with him in the tower, like, for an Iron Banner event, and then he's got to bail and go back. Like, I, I like tying events to what you do in the game. I would say that's definitely lacking, that it didn't tie into how Oryx ended, but I don't think that it's less in scale. I think, if anything, Siva is more of a threat than Oryx ever was. Because Siva in general can do more than Oryx ever would have been able to do. Like, if you're looking at the lore and you're looking at, like, raid weapons have double perks for their, for their, for their perk-specific gun because of Siva. It makes everything infinitely stronger. The, the boss isn't necessarily the, the yellow person you're shooting at the end of the fight. It's Siva that you're fighting. You're fighting the technology in which that could make anybody infinitely stronger incidentally uh i still haven't figured out what to do with the red things that i shoot what are what what am i doing with those what red things that you shoot when you're in a battle there's always these red things those are are, those are grenades that are coming to hurt you no 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 the cat those little things you shoot they look like little plants oh they hurt you they're red and you shoot them no i know when you walk into them they hurt you yeah but if i shoot them and they kill them does that give me an edge in the battle this so much so that you killing a shrieker gives you an edge to where it's not hurting you. It's it, just cert- a- certain areas they have an effect. Like if you're if you're fighting the Archon's Forge, I thought maybe it brought down like a shield on no. the monsters. Yeah, in if, the Archon's if, Forge. in the Archon's Forge, you don't get the uh, axes unless you take out all of those. Okay, red that's blobs. what I thought. Okay, I was trying to get to the bottom of why I need to shoot those. Like you patrolling or you doing a story mission, all it's doing is making sure that you don't get hurt or you can clear an area. Okay. There's not normally a mechanic attached with it. Okay. But the idea of this being this organic life that can alter somebody else, if they could tie, if they, like, what I would have liked is if they could have tied the death of Oryx and, like, the, the, um, pacifying of, um, what's, what's that enemy called? Take, um, which, uh, the, t- the, the Taken or the, um, Malak. Thrall, thrall. What are th- what what class? The fallen. No. Oh, uh, hive. Hive. The hive. So like pacifying the hive in 
um, the dark below and then taking it a step further and further pacifying um, the hive and ultimately the taken in this and tying it to like this, you know, um, Archon priest trying to take over the world because that's what it is. That's what you learn through in the raid. Um, that this thing that you're killing at the end is trying to capitalize on on being the, the ultimate power through Siva. It's just not tied through story wise through the story missions. Yeah, like it would be cool to be miss. like, did he do that because of the power vacuum that existed after Oryx disappeared? Maybe. You know, like maybe was that his motivation to try and unearth Siva? They they claim that he's just a crazy zealot. So I mean, I think I think you're right though. I think they could have tied the story elements better because there was def there was a definite bridge between Oryx and or between um Crota and Oryx. Oh, it was the the clearest fucking line drawn from one to the other. And so much so that you'd like you play the Cro- you play the Crota fight in one of the story missions of the Taken King yeah. to get Crota. Like it was so it was cool, it was man. continuous. Yeah. It really was. Um but I, I can't knock it that much because, you know, you only play the story for two hours, and then it's kind of over. It's mm-hmm. really about what's next. That's really what keeps you, you know. So like, yeah, like the story's important. Don't get me wrong, but like I've done the story on all three characters now. There's only like six hours of my life. Um, the rest of the time is going to be the grind to the light level and doing all the other post end game content, like the raid, which I'm really excited to play it with you guys whenever we can make that happen. Is is what I think a better evolution of Vault of Glass. So it's not it it's it is by far my favorite raid. Nice. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I still uh, gotta go in there. Got a blind team set up ready to dive in. I mean I really have to go in and do the Vault of Glass. That's what I have to do. I want to do that too. Well I, I heard, still need a Vexmith class, so I'm gonna be playing. I it heard for sure. a um person that was raiding today, a streamer and I only caught bits and pieces of it because I was also just playing the story mission on my Warlock, um, allude to something of the effect, effect that they're going to be changing the way that the other raids work to make people want to play them again. I've now, heard that rumor as well. Now, I don't know if that means they're going to raise the light level or they're going to make it to where you can get um, some kind of loot from doing the older raids that will translate to the new raid. They were talking about potentially putting um, chests in the old raid that will, old raids that will in turn either a currency or whatever it may be. I don't know what they're going to do, but um, they made it seem like there will be a reason to go back and play Vault of Glass, to play Crota's End, to play... Get that uh, 385 Fate. I mean, my reason is I want that no time to explain. That's my reason. Yeah, Yeah, but that's your reason to do it one time. Oh, yeah. Right? You get the no time to explain, you're never going to run the fucking Vault of Glass again. Yeah, they need to really reinvest value into it. Like, they have to because if... Like, I know I mentioned it before, but there is no more planned DLC, correct? Nothing besides events. Like, you're going to get the the Sparrow Racing League. It's going to come back. We'll have the Halloween event, the Valentine's Day event. Right. But but there's there's no other story or content. Right. And right now, we don't have any word on Destiny 2. Right. Maybe yeah. an April thing like they did last year, but there's still no word about that if it's going to happen. Right. So at this point... What do you mean an April thing? You know, we had the big April update that raised the level cap and oh, all that shit. This wait, April? Wait, how's that related to Destiny 2? It's, it's not, but oh. we're just talking about things that may happen in the year. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. no other major release set until we get a new game. So them potentially raising older content to where it's viable to play again, it's giving you more things to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I can go back and run Vault of Glass now. I can go back and whatever it may be. They have to continue doing things for the player base to be involved. Yeah, because if that, sh- if that shit gives us legit current drops, 
And, you know, I'd love to do it. Um, because really the grind is only the grind for so long, you know, like you end up hitting 385 or you end up hitting close to 385 by the time the rate, the hard raid comes out. And then, you know, your next challenge is hard mode and then you get some gear from there. But that grind is only like, there's a definite wall for that grind. And it's all about what's next between that and destiny two, because they need to keep their player base at least somewhat. Um, so I'm curious to see what they can do, how the first iron banner fares with this lore, with what we know, um, the first trials of Osiris, um, which is coming up soon. Um, that's how I leveled up so quickly with the taken King shit when iron banner would come around or, yeah. or was that post the April update? No, that was post the April update. When, when, when did it come around that you could earn a lot of high end gear in from like iron anything banner, in iron banner? Yeah. When you, did that happen? I mean, you've always been able to in like Iron like Banner. like, like no, crazy they, drops. That all was the after time? after April. They that was they, April. they bumped up the drop rate for Crucible. The in game drop. Uh, rate. Yeah, prior to that, I did taking King story content. Played with you guys for a little bit, and then lost interest because I plateaued and I wasn't getting any kind of drops or anything like that. But then April update happened, and then I could get drops in all kinds of game modes. So I was able to like go back and do a bunch of Crucible shit that I'd never. And earn on it. Yeah. You know, all it was, it was about like not be. I plateaued. Well, I, when I bought an Xbox and played with you guys, literally starting a fresh character, playing uh, Prison of Elders, uh, Challenge of Elders, and then Trials, I was up to like 333 in like a couple weeks. Like not yeah. a big deal at all. Yeah. And I think um, there's still a reason. So now they're doing, they make a reason for you to do Challenge. Like Challenge is still viable to get gear, leveling up both. Challenge er- of Elders. Mm hmm. Leveling up both Eris Morn and um, House of Judgment rep is worth it because it gives you high... Like, any rep... Wait, wait, wait. You level uh, uh, the Crota, uh, the... Eris Morn. Eris? If oh, you, wow. If you level Eris Morn, she drops up to 385 class item and 385 artifact. But... Relative yep. to your current light level. Relative. Yeah, but it takes a fuck ton of Court of Oryx to level her. Because I'm about think, ready to level her. Yeah, you, if you if you're like, so this I is what just, you're this is what you're not going to do. What you're not going to level her, and you're not going to pick it up right away because it's a waste of fucking time. You're going to run heroic strikes. You're going to get your light level up, and then go back and pick up the package because if you pick it up first, you're going to get it relative to your light level. Yeah, and you can get your light level to where it's viable solely from heroic strikes. So don't do what I did and get all antsy and open up your packages because in reality. Unless it's a gun that you really want, it's not worth it because your gear is going to be overwritten five fucking times before you're, you're near max I'm, light. I'm wearing blues as I grind up. I'm yeah. going to infuse. No, I mean, unless there's a reason to, you shouldn't even really be infusing because it's running heroic strikes each time there'll be a better piece of gear each time. Um, but leveling Eris Morn, leveling House of Judgment, leveling Vanguard, Crucible, your I faction. Love, I love playing all that content, like... I didn't realize because remember we established the last time I had checked. I did want to ask you about that, but we had established that like doing all those other ones. Like, what's the one? The queen. The queen. well, the queen. I don't know if that's been updated. Oh, but no. Before, but house judgment for, for house judgment definitely does. For taken king, doing the queen leveling up the queen didn't. It still dropped year one stuff. Um, oh, okay. so I don't so know if they've updated that, that. Yeah. but not just do, doing court of Oryx doesn't get you gear. She still, get you, she still has bounties though, right? I think she does. I, you have to I, think I, someone I, coming in fresh 
you know, like just getting to the reef for the very first time, they need as many bounties as possible to be leveling up. So that's probably what it's there for. Not every vendor there is. But I'd I'd be down to do prison with you guys anytime soon. Prison, prison, uh, challenge of elders. So I don't believe the actual game modes themselves drop the gear. I think it's only the packages from leveling up the vendor. That's okay. So like doing challenge might not net you anything, but getting no, a get house the, of judgment package bounties. would. Yeah. Yep. That's that's my knowledge. I know for sure Eris Morn and I thought I heard um uh what's his name? Tanix. No, not Tanix. Varics. Varics. Um drops up to three eighty five, which is pretty cool. And if it, and if that's true, the weapons for Varics are also um, pretty awesome too. So those would be cool to drop at three eighty five. Yeah, I just I just dug back in. I don't know if this is a drop from him, but I just dug back in. I've been using sidearms a lot. That, well, they've yeah, and I just dug back into well, not the vault, but I went to the the panel where you can get your old exotic exotic panel, and yeah. I got the Dreg's Promise. Mm. That's a that's a uh, cha- challenge of elders. Drop. That is a challenge of elders. Yeah. So yeah, no sidearms got uh, buffed. So they're they're way more viable. Well, it, because it has the ricochet bullets, and I want to practice ricochet shooting. There you go. Yeah. Well, I was watching. I was last night. I don't know if it was during the raid or during heroic strikes, but I was playing with someone that was using a sidearm in PVE. Like they wanted to make it viable in both PvP and PVE because it wasn't like no one used it because there wasn't. It was more of like a fun thing to use than an actual serious weapon to be messed with. It's fucking serious like, now. Yeah. It wasn't usable. You'd be much better off running a sniper or a shotgun Dude, or something. Dude, I ran, anything. Uh, I was doing, I guess I was playing with Ulock, and then I was playing with some, some randos earlier mm-hmm. today, but I was running through the heroic strike, which is arc burn, and I have yeah. the Havoc Pigeon with arc burn. Right. And I was just fucking, I shred with that motherfucker, dude. That's a great gun. Oh, it's, well, it's also infinitely better because I'm arc burn, but yeah, in, but PV, in PvP, the sidearms are viable. Like, I can out kill somebody that has a last word with a with a pv uh with a a sidearm i can kill someone with a shotgun if they don't kill me in one shot with with that as well so they're definitely making it more viable for players that aren't comfortable running shotguns or fusion rifles because depending on the sidearm that you have it might has greater range than a shotgun um and better stability than a fusion rifle so it plays somewhere in between the two um, it might not kill someone that's really talented with a shotgun, but it's way more viable than it ever was before. Um, really um, good. Um, I haven't tested it in PvP, but they have really good. Um, not it, they don't call it blind fire. Uh, what's it called when you fire without aiming? Hip fire. Hip fire. Yeah, they they have really good, or maybe just the havoc pigeon has really good hip fire. Well, they're all different. The hip fire is terrific on the havoc pigeon. Yeah, I, I've, pick I run up that the, gun. Pick that gun up. I run the iron wreath one. Just because it has more stability than than the I can't remember, but I'm stupid. But I I, <laughs> I fucking for some reason I had to fucking it was late at night. I had a dumb a <laughs> here dumb, we go, dude. I had a fucking dumb moment, and I fucking like for some reason my mind thought that was an exotic, and that I could get it back, and then I just broke my iron wreath down. <laughs> See, this is the. That exact moment is the reason why I have so much bullshit weapons that I never use because I'm so worried that they're going to become the meta that I can't break them down. Yeah. Like, I have guns upon guns upon guns, like a hundred of them, that just sit there. They all have good perks. 
where they'll all be a viable weapon, and I don't use them because I use the fucking hung jury, and I use one sniper, and I use the fucking Galahorn now. This, this wasn't... But like, but no, but what I'm saying is like yeah. I have these weapons that I could break down for marks to free up vault space, and I'm like, no, I can't do it. I can't. Do <laughs> it. This wasn't. Um, this wasn't like I accidentally hit the button and deleted. it. No, this was like I consciously thought it was an exotic. You said I'll get this back later. I'll get this back well, later, and just went boop. There is a good it. chance though that the first Iron Banner, if they don't change it, could be sidearm because I, because it hasn't been sidearm since pulse rifle, um, since the first pulse rifle. So. There's uh there's a good chance that you might get that iron wreath soon. Yeah, I, I got I did get it a shit ton the last iron banner that came through. Kept breaking them down. They didn't have really good perks. And I don't even remember now that I think about it, I don't even remember if the iron wreath I had had great perks. I, I don't think mine aren't great perks either. It's just stat wise it's a little bit better. Yeah. Um really you want one with rangefinder. Any any well, side on the The Havoc Pigeon I have right now has rangefinder. Well that's that's what you want. So maybe that's all I need. Yeah. Um, Speaking of um, PvP, I don't, know, sure. I don't mean to. I was going to just talk about ornaments, but we can get there. What were you going to say about PvP? I was going to say, what do you guys think about supremacy? It's the new. Uh, the I haven't new tried. Mode. You haven't tried it. Um, he had some good thoughts on it, though. Locked it. So I. You said I it's a shot, shotguns game, right? So it is solely shotgun. You will. It's yeah. That you is have true. to play with a shotgun. Um, it's been kind of training me to be better at it because well sure yeah, yeah, yeah. um like just so, for people at home you have to collect things that drop from players it's like dog tags and in, in call of duty yeah, it's kill confirmed in call of duty um yep. so if you use a sniper i don't know how you're not going to get a point so if you kill someone from far away someone else will pick up the thing they drop so, so the way that matter. it works is there's rumble supremacy which is uh free for all and then there's team supremacy and um, I I prefer Team Supremacy way more than I prefer Rumble. But I just started running Last Word and Shotgun and Rumble, and I've been winning um, mainly because it's all close range. So the way that Supremacy works is that when you kill a player, they drop an orb. And now to note that orb is an actual object in 3D space, so it rolls, it can move down. So like if you're running at it, potentially it could roll away from you, depending. So you only get points. When you pick up the orb, and that's by um, holding down a button. No, that's just by running through it. Oh, running! It's through. like an engram. Think of it like that. But it's, bigger. it's exactly. It's an engram. It's what it is. It's exactly what it looks like, but a little bit bigger. Now, in Rumble, um, you just see your enemies um, and yourself if you die at the same time. So if me and you run into one another and we both shotgun at the same time, both of our orbs fall on the floor. Right now, there's an icon that shows up on the map for everybody to know that there's two orbs sitting there. Anybody can go up and pick those orbs, and they're worth one point each. If I were to kill you and then take your orb immediately after, that's worth two points. Rumble goes up to 50 points. So that's how long you're playing Rumble Supremacy. If you kill, if we're on a team, you kill him, and I pick up the orb, you get a point, I get a point. It splits the uh, So it's it's orb pickup, one point. Kill and orb pickup, two points, because you're getting one for the kill. And one for picking up the orb. Makes sense. You also However, want to pick up your teammates' orbs if you're getting right. that. Because that will deny points from the other team. So let's say Trip and I are on a team, right? You kill me. He kills you. Picks up my orb. And then picks up your orb. He now gets three points. And you get none. Because he denied your kill by picking up my orb. Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's it's The team-based one is way... 
easier to play because you could snipe, people could pick up the orbs, you could sit back a little bit. To wi- If you wanted to win in Rumble Supremacy, you need to be in the shit and you need to be shotgunning and close range fighting because if you're back, you'll never get to the orb to pick it up because some asshole will come swooping around to pick mm-hmm. up the orb. So that's very close range based and it's very frustrating, like incredibly fucking frustrating. <laughs> oh, I'm going to fucking curse. Oh, you're going to curse like you're going to curse like a sailor. I'm going to fucking curse. <laughs> um, but I, I was playing it because now what's really cool is you know how there was the Shaq's weekly bounties. Yes. Right? You know how you had to complete 5 bounties to get the one bounty to turn it in to get the reward. That the special one where you, yeah, complete okay, 5 yeah, bounties, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. Just, it's now yeah. one bounty. You do one bounty to get the reward. Now this week's bounty, if you haven't done it already, I would it's the supremacy one. It's the supremacy one where it's four requirements. Deny 25 kills, collect 50 orbs, primary kills, games played. Right? So I was playing Rumble, one, because it was legendary marks, because it was the daily or the weekly. Um, and then I was also doing the bounty. And I would say that until I started running Last Word and Shotgun and doing nothing but rushing constantly, I didn't win. Because if I was rushing, there was a chance that I would... I would get to a point where two people had killed each other and I would pick up both their orbs and I would, I would, you know, make out that way on top of me killing people just more rapidly with a shotgun because I was lucky enough to get a year three matador drop. So it's a pretty beasty shotgun. Um, but you have to play that, that rush style. If you, if you're a support, stay well, back good scout pr- rifle good practice, it is like trip was saying, it, it's good to get in there and, and try and play on that style because it could be very different than what you're used to. You're saying I would have to have the shoddy. I had no chance whatsoever with a fucking sidearm. It's just no, not- no. You may have a you may have a chance with a sidearm. You need you need close range weapons. You killing somebody across the map nine times out of ten is not going to benefit you because okay. you're not going to get to there, or you will and then you'll die. You're better off taking people out with shotguns and collecting the orbs and taking out another like i went on like a nine kill streak collecting orbs by just running a fucking circle around the map and shotgunning anything that was in front of me now that's a lot of luck people in the right place me you know what i mean but you can't just sit in the back of the map and multi-tool people and get kills because it's not you might still lose that you might never die but you're still more than likely going to lose playing that way yeah um but that's the competitive scene right now. That's what people are playing in, in competitive destiny is supremacy. That's what uh, MLG has chosen as the game type. So um, it's good to get familiar with it and play it if you you know you have that on your mind. MLG, you mean when you go and watch Destiny Live? Is it you're saying? Yeah, Major League Gaming. They're uh, pushing supremacy. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not, the game type. That that's chosen. not just marketing. That's what they think is. That's what this. That's what the exhibitions have been in is supremacy they could have chosen anything else they chose supremacy oh really so who knows i mean it could be part marketing it could be part what they think is the best but kill confirmed was the what they didn't as well in call of duty during black ops days so um we'll see i guess um but my pvp game is definitely rusty playing all this pve i stopped playing it and started doing rise or started doing um king's fall a lot towards the end of rise before rise of iron came out and now it's been strictly pve to get the light level up so i was going in there and i was feeling real awful about myself <laughs> but um i still want to do those private matches i really do i would love to do you can set a private private match for supremacy right of course yeah that'll be fun yeah, yeah it would be a good way to practice the three of us doing supremacy mm-hmm. just do a really small map where there's not much you know that we can interact well, with I, i'd want to do a map that's common in the supremacy run sure anomaly is a good one yeah anomaly yeah. it's a good one i like um, that new um 
the new map. I forget what the name is, but it's the one that's got like a lot of uh, AI, like the Warmind themes. You're, I think you're on. Is it Mercury? It's not Mercury. Maybe Mercury or Mars or something. You're talking about where there's the inside area. The inside area that's like a, like a tunnel you run through. It's like a yeah, yellowish with the, area. With the, okay, with the glass. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't know the name of it, but I know what you're talking about. That's the map that they were playing Supremacy on when MLG was doing the exhibition was that yeah. map. The one that they were showing during the um, the PvP preview before yes. launch. Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know what map it is. Um I guess the last thing that I wanted to bring up, um, unless there was anything else, was how do you guys feel about the ornaments? Have you gotten any ornament drops? I've gotten one drop for a gun that I don't have, but Seems. you can preview. You can the uh, the ornaments. I think it's a cool idea. Um, some I of them look really, really nice. Mm-hmm. The one I applied to the invective is fucking great looking. It looks like the invective is about ready to explode. The the like fiery molten lava yeah, thing cool. near the end. It looks cool like one. pieces of it are yeah. like about ready to fragment. And it's gonna blow up it's mm-hmm. fucking great so i applied it to that yeah nice. what's it i want to get really i want to cool get one. get the ones for the um how do you pronounce that gun the russian original gun kvostov i say kvostov i say kvostov kvostov i i don't know i, I don't Whatever. speak russian but i there's a v in there i just i throw it in there kvostov yeah. sure okay i want to get the ones that for sounds that about right. yeah and they're just random right i can't well, you, you buy get, them somewhere well, or well, of course you can go and buy them you can buy anything where do you buy them so if you go and buy silver, right, oh. you can then use silver to buy radiant treasure boxes to then open those to get ornaments. I watched some guy on stream open 10 radiant treasure boxes and get every ornament in the game. Oh, there it is. Oh. Now, it's it's random. You got like four ones for the trespasser, but you, you, know, spend real money you can break down shit. an ornament you don't want and get five silver. How much silver do you get? Like, yeah, How dust. much silver do I get? Per price. Ooh, I have point. no idea because I'll never do it. Ten bucks. Yeah, I'm not going to do it either. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of the shit is cool. Like, some of the new dances are cool. Like, the Kobe shot is awesome. The wagging the finger with, like, the no, no, no. Like, a lot of the new shit is cool. And I'm, like, jealous when someone's doing it. But then I'm like, fuck, that's, like, m- real money. I still have real money in my pocket. Right. Yeah. And, like, I want to. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I go up to there all the time and, like, look at it like it's going to change in price. I'm like wind. I'm fucking literally window shopping on the tower with the Everest Trading Company. Yeah. You're just yeah. looking to see if there's any daily deals over at the the Everest Trading Company. It's like fucking not a thing. Limited Tess time is like, only. What the fuck are you doing? It's not going to change. It's still uh, it would be pretty cool if if they had um, you know, they fucking do whatever they want. But it would be cool if like they they offered one daily mm-hmm. one dance thing, and it stays in your inventory for a limited time and then disappears. Now, like they do, that would be cool. I wish. Not a bad idea. I wish there were because I don't think it's true. But I like you can get a radiant treasure every week from doing a heroic. I believe is when you mm-hmm. get them right. So like tomorrow you'll be able to get another radiant treasure, which will give you a chance at an ornament, which is cool. It's just like the way the sterling treasure chest works. But one per week. One per week. Um, I, I didn't, wish I didn't realize I had no idea what the time interval was on the. Well, you have you sterling have one treasure. in your. Oh, and you got the invective one. No, right? I just know I was getting the sterling treasure, but I didn't put together that there was some kind of pattern to how I was receiving it. Yeah, the, well, the sterling treasure worked two ways: heroic strikes, and it also worked from the um, either the weekly. It was the weekly. So from the weekly crucible and the weekly heroic, you each got it. You got a sterling treasure for both of them. Okay. Um, It doesn't seem to be that way for the radiant treasure, but each week you have a chance of getting an ornament. I wish they would put some of the emotes as a as a randomization inside those boxes, and not just the ornaments. 
Um, because at a certain point, it's like, you know, you just keep, I guess maybe if you keep breaking them down, you get silver dust, silver dust turns into whatever the fuck it's supposed to turn into. And then you can buy the dance with it. Maybe. I well, don't know. no, I, I think they've kept that currency separate so that you can't ever buy the dances except for real money. Sons of bitches. You know, because then someone could conceivably still spend no money and get all that stuff, well, which they don't sh- want. They should want a, there should be a free option somewhere. There should be, but they want to get that money. The, they want to get so that far, money. So far with the silver dust, you can buy the ornaments, and you can buy the Galler Wing Sparrow if you didn't pre-order. And it'll have the color scheme of the original gun. Right. With, like, gold on the edges. Oh, yeah. That's um, 75, I think. That's a I, lot. Cause you just, get one from a box in addition to your ornament. And you can right. break down an ornament for five if you don't like the ornament. So you really, really you're want be, that shit. You're going to be really grinding this shit out if you want to buy anything else. Or you could just go online it. and buy the code from someone that pre-ordered that didn't use the code for like five dollars oh true this is uh one other thing i was gonna say about this dlc is this is this is totally a, a hand job of nostalgia destiny nostalgia for like year one like the whole thing like the the cost of or whatever and then the, the galahorn quest the fucking galahorn quest i mean where look, at the a end, real fucking where, cool quest where yeah the, uh, yeah it was great and where at the end you get two galahorns yeah it's like I have fucking two Galahorns. And I say to myself, I'm looking at them going, what the fuck is the difference between these two fucking just guns? Skin. Same fucking gun with yeah. different skins. It could be a free exotic shard if you want. That's exactly uh, what it was yeah. for me. Broke down the original, kept the iron. Oh, I didn't. I just realized that you, I'm not going to break them down anymore because I realized now you can buy, uh, when Zer comes around, I can just buy them. What, exotic shards? No, I just buy, like, for 13 strange coin some fucking thing I don't give a shit about and break that down. Or just still keep getting the coins. How many coins. exotic shards do you have? None right now. I used them all up. I've got, like, 18 or something, I think. Fuck. What? I've got, like, 74 exotic shards. You don't have 74 exotic shards. What <laughs> the fucking lying to you, dude? No, I am. I have I, no way to I, check. I, I, infuse, I thought 18 was a lot that I I have. infuse exotic weapons all the time. Yeah, right. Yeah, what are you getting them from? Drops from like just uh, breaking like down uh, exotics. I don't three care of about. coins. You drop it, get it, break wow. it down. You know, like that. Like I don't, I don't keep many exotics because many exotics don't fit into anything that you really do. And and a good point is you can just, like just get them again. I do have a lot of year one exotics still laying around. They're in the blueprint. Panel. I, well, that was a big chunk for me that I just like the I, only. I can't break down icebreaker, dude. I can't no, do no. it. There's two exotic weapon. Three. Nope. Three. Three exotic weapons that are still year one in my vault. Icebreaker, Vex, year one Thorn. Mm. And year one Thorn will be broken down immediately after I get year three Thorn. Yeah. But those two are still there because Icebreaker is near and dear to my year one. And Vex Love is it. still really fun to just throw on in Crucible every once in a while and fucking utterly destroy kids because no one knows what it is. Because <laughs> you're dealing with a bunch That's of kids true. that haven't played the games. You know, they're all new. But... I think a lot of that was year one exotics. Like, I don't keep rarely anything. Like, Apotheses Veil. I just broke down three of those fucking Warlock helmets that I'll never fucking use. Yeah. Because, to your point, if it really comes to a time where that becomes the meta, you could just grind legendary marks and go buy it. Yeah, right. So, it... it yeah, I just started figuring that out because I was full, full of these. But then I ended up... You, now, I did make the mistake that you advised against, and now I'm going to start paying attention, but... I did, I have been trying to infuse at the lower level. Yeah, so, I would. So you're saying stop. There's not if you're running with a, like if me and you were running strikes, just rock the blue gear that you get. 
just keep rocking the blue gear, keep rocking the blue gear. You can keep your, if you want to infuse your weapons, I recommend that because like my buddy was running like blue assault rifles and pulse rifles. And it's like, like stop making me do all the work because you don't want to infuse. Right. Like that's okay in my book, but the gear like, Oh, you're saying his play was, was shitty because he was running a fucking rocking a blue fucking pulse rifle that does dick damage while I'm fucking running around with my whole jury. Yeah. Not doing it. So did you try out the cost off by the way? I just finished the quest this morning. Uh, you're gonna, no, you ye- might like semi-auto mode the most. I so love I it. haven't leveled it. I just have it, yeah. and I used it after the quest, which, to me, that quest was fucking awesome when you get to the end of the ship and the ghost wants to speak to you about what you've accomplished. I loved it. Which was that fucking was That awesome. was the ultimate destiny. I was there like, one oh, hand job. Man. That yeah. was my favorite. It's like, you, t- you did find me. You're right. <laughs> that, little, that little misty-eyed. It's you like, did. Oh, man. Me and you have done this together, man. <laughs> I've changed you out a million times now that we can swap out ghosts, yeah. but me and you have been the same. <laughs> and you didn't even forever. sound like you when I met you first. Right. Voice, voice change. I really weird. wish I could... They should really allow you to, with the, the first ghost shell that you get, be able to infuse it so you can just have the plain ghost shell. Yeah. Because I really would rock just when the you, plain ghost And when ghost you get shell. that, the voice changes back to dink. <laughs> I would do. I would yeah. toggle if they had an uh, audio dialogue to- toggle. Put back uh, Dinklage. I would go back there. to Dinklage all day. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, but I think. Yeah, that was totally a year one hand job, and I loved every second of it for sure. Um, but the quest itself was a pretty fun quest. I think. Um, I don't know. I, I'm. I'm excited. I'm hopeful for the future. Um, I think they're really going to need to in the next few months tease at what their upcoming plans are for the future of this game and hopefully what the future of destiny is. Um, but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful and I'm really excited to, to, uh, for, for Felix to keep grinding so we could start raiding and for you to, to hop back over to the Xbox eventually. And I will, I was telling you my plan to, uh, get familiar with all of the aspects of the game, including the raid, sure. Find the shortcuts and just rinse and repeat with, Minimal effort and maximum effect on the Xbox. Sorry, it was like Joe it. from GSN. That's what it was. Joe. Joe. Um, a year four question, technically. Destiny 2. Mm-hmm. Is that you, year four? Is well, that we don't know. Are we you guys uh, leaning more towards starting fresh in terms of like that, mechanics and gameplay? I know they've already said they want you to keep your... Character. Guardian, right? But right. like, how do you know they're not going to give us a fourth slot for a fourth character? We don't, we don't know anything. But yeah. I'm saying, We're speculating. Would right you, now. would you start fresh? Like, would you be okay with them saying all of your garbage is gone? Like, you'll have your face, but this is now the next game. Like, here are your books of achievements. Yada yada yada. No weapons. Nothing. No armor. Fresh. Would you want to start fresh, or would you want to keep all your stuff? Um. Right, I, if, I don't have I'm, an answer. If I'm just saying what I would, if I was posed that question, what my response would be is, let me choose one thing for each item mm. slot. And that one thing is what I'll bring over. If you're going to tell me that you need to get rid of everything for whatever That's reason. That's a good middle ground right there. Let me keep one item and let me stare at my fucking monitor for <laughs> hours trying to decide what that one thing is. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it has to come to that point because there's only there's only so much vault space that you can get. Yeah, there you have to at some point wipe. You have to. I think you're right. I think you're going to have to at some yeah, point. Yeah, I, 
I don't know if I want it because I want all my stuff. But I think just thinking about logistically, it may have to be a fresh, clean start. It may. I, I think what's important to me is I think they need to make more collector's kiosks. You know? Oh, yeah. Mm. Vault of Glass. Did you get all the weapons and armor from there? Crota's Raid. Uh, I mean, that would be one. a huge, a huge fucking motivation to go back and run well, all of those raids again. What it would also allow you to they do... Give us a kiosk? Because, shit, yeah. because it would also allow you to break that shit down and just go repurchase it if you ever needed it again. Exactly. Um, and if you don't care about the fucking weapon, then it sits fucking blank. And for the people that want to have every box filled, then they go through and they go fucking raid by raid that picking guy, up the gear. Yeah. That guy right there, Trip Me. Zero. Uh, dude, I'm filling out my like blue and green and white Sparrow and Shader collection just because... I've got a lot of extra money and I need to fill in these kiosks, you know, mm, but I'm the true. kind of person that in my vault, you, you I still have something for, hold on for I, doing. No, you don't no. just peace, peace of mind. Peace, um, peace of crazy. I, I still have my full set of raid armor from vault of glass for my hunter because when that was the only thing to do, I made sure I collected as much as possible and put that in my vault. And that was like, my stamp of, of approval. Like, yeah, I got all that shit done. I finally know? broke that down. I don't know if I can. I feel bad about I it. I broke down the armor. I kept I kept um, corrective measure. I kept vision of confluence. And I kept I, Fatebringer. I can't ever get rid of vision. Out with those the old, the, in with the new those are the jobs. three That's guns. What I say. Those are the three guns that I've kept. Um, I just can't. I just, I really can't let go. I know. Out with the old, in with the new hand jobs is what I say. Yep. Get those new hand jobs in there. To next, give me a new stroke book. I'm good. <laughs> All right. Well, we're at an hour and 20. On that note. I think it's time that we Oof, wrap. Man. Yeah, we got to wrap it up. I don't um, know. Is that a full hour and 20? We did a full? We did a full hour and 20 because I timed it as soon as I made the political joke. Wow. Great. Yeah. So thank you for listening. You've you've made it through a few news points. I think we'd had a really good discussion around the few news we points did. that we had, which Triggered is pretty some awesome. Triggered stuff I didn't even think about, so yeah. it's good that we talked about them. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, sorry that we talked about Destiny yet again, but next Don't apologize week, to them. Next, yeah, you're right. I'm not sorry. You're listening to our podcast. Right. Next week probably won't be as much Destiny action going on. Hopefully we get hit with some news points. Um, so we have more than just three on that lonely ass whiteboard over there. Um, this is Lock and Key signing off for episode 95. You can catch me on Twitter at lock underscore key. You can catch me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash lock underscore the letter N underscore key. And then don't forget to like the Facebook pages. You have the Emergent Media Network uh, Facebook page, uh, Emergent Gamer, Fireside, EMTV. Like them all. Drop us a line. See you next week. And this is Felix Hergood. Catch me out at uh, twitch.tv forward slash Felix Hergood. I had technical problems. I came back to streaming. Technical problems happened again. And then um, I haven't checked to see if Locke fixed my technical problems this time around, but I think he probably did. And I should be streaming soon <coughs> when I have the balls to do it again. Where can they find you? Did you I say said twitch.tv okay. forward okay. slash Felix yeah, I got you. You didn't talk about your YouTube page, though. Oh, YouTube. You know, I'm over there. <laughs> what are you beating yourself up for right now? I just, I just haven't been putting effort into YouTube, and I'm it's a failure. Okay. You're, oh, this is, the, this is your problem. We're circling back around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's so sad. Um, well, I just haven't put in the work, so I'm not going to like tell you about it because like I haven't uploaded a video in Okay, like, weeks. sub me on YouTube, motherfuckers. Trip Zero. Where on YouTube? <laughs>
search me. Search Felix Hergood. You'll Felix, find me. There you go. I'm fucking I, all that's over what the I place. want. That's all I wanted. I'm fucking everywhere, dude. There he is. Felix Hergood. This is Trip Zero. You can find me on Twitch. Of the Twitch. Emerging Gamer <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> Thank you. You can find me on Twitch and on Twitter. It's Trip underscore Zero. I uh, haven't been doing a lot of streaming because I've been just absorbed by this destiny garbage again but yes uh we're getting into halloween so i do want to start up the spooky stuff again more uh more last of us for sure i gotta get into that uh me and oats gotta play more dead nation so oh, did you guys watch the it. thing i post it's okay i'm, just, I'm just, sorry I'm, no no no. you brought fine. up last of us did you guys watch the live action last of us where they performed a play no uh i posted on emergent gamer anyway go ahead. oh no i'm done no you're that's, not that's, no i'm fine that's it oh really yeah well you know find me follow me check me out I'll be around. Uh, thank you for listening. Bye. <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off. You're not. <laughs>